Good evening, I'm Paul Drienzo with these headlines. The war against Gaza is expanding to the Red Sea and along the border between Israel and Lebanon. Israel's military says it intercepted six rockets fired from Lebanon and carried out airstrikes in retaliation. Meanwhile, 2,000 miles to the south, Yemen's Houthis say they won't quit firing rockets at ships in the Red Sea, despite a United States protection force. The attacks have had a major impact on shipping, with cargo forced to sail thousands of miles out of their way. An IDF spokesperson is Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Cornicus. He says the chances of war with Lebanon are increasing. We are closer today to war than we were yesterday, unfortunately. There's continued Hezbollah aggression. They are playing a very, very dangerous game here. They're threatening to pull Lebanon into the abyss with them. Rania Masri is with the North Carolina Environmental Justice Network. She says there's already a war between Israel and Lebanon. Israel is already expanding their massacres. Israel is already, you know, violating Syrian airspace and has already attacked Syrian airports several times. Israel is already attacking Lebanon and has already killed more than 100 Lebanese. So from an Israeli perspective, they are already expanding the war outside of Palestinian territory and into Syria and Lebanon. But she adds the Lebanese people remain defiant. We know that all that the Israeli military is capable of is killing and destruction, but they are not capable of a military victory. We see this even in Gaza. All that the Israeli military can do is kill and displace and destroy infrastructure, but they cannot claim it as a military victory. And a New York Times Siena poll released on Tuesday says U.S. voters disagree with President Joe Biden's policy in Gaza, especially younger Americans. Three quarters between 18 and 29 oppose the U.S. policy. 44% of Americans, including 59% of Democrats, support a ceasefire. And in more national news, former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy formally submitted his resignation from Congress on Tuesday. I hereby submit my resignation, effective on December 31st, 2023 as United States representatives of the 20th District of California. Signed sincerely, Kevin McCarthy, member of Congress. McCarthy was the first speaker ever removed from office by a motion to vacate. He'll be leaving without finishing his term after 16 years in office. The new speaker, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, is a confidant of former President Donald Trump. And in local news, advocates of a bill before the New York City Council to ban solitary confinement at Rikers Island Jail gathered at City Hall today, while Mayor Eric Adams told the media he was considering a veto. So the same violent person that committed a violent act is going to stay in the same population that he committed the violent act until there's a due process. That's the same if someone comes and commit a felonious assault on you. And before the police officer can put them in jail, you need to give them a due process before you can put them in jail. But City Council member Chris Marti, who was at the rally, says solitary is an assault on black and Latino people and recounted his own brother who survived a stint in solitary confinement. Living with him for three years right after that as he slept in my couch, I'll hear nightmares, I'll hear screams, I'll hear him sometimes not being able to go to sleep. That's the trauma that many of our black and brown brothers go through every single day coming out of Rikers Island. Activist Victor Pate spent two years in solitary during 15 years of prison time. He says a person never recovers from the trauma of the experience. But Pate adds, Mayor Adams is going to lose this fight. And whatever he do, we're going to win, no matter what. So I'm really not concerned because we already got guaranteed they're going to vote on the bill on Wednesday, tomorrow. Uh, they're going to pass it, right? And they're going to send it to him. 
and he's going to sit on it for 30 days, and he's going to veto it, and they're going to come right back, and they're going to override his veto. That's how I see this playing out. Pate says solitary confinement violates every human right. We're talking about international policies, right? We're talking about human rights policies, right? We're talking about uh, the UN resolution um, that is now called the Mandela Rule that says nobody should be held in any long-term solitary confinement, nor should anybody be treated inhumanely. Take it a step further. What about the United States Constitution? That's so nobody should, no torture should be inflicted upon no one. And in Washington on Tuesday, it was the funeral for the former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman on the court. Her son Jay remembered finding her report card. It had one B. In the presence of the President, the Supreme Court Justices, and all of you today, I ask you this. Based on her 40-year dedication to promoting the rule of law and democracy in home and, bro- uh, home and abroad, do you think she has earned enough extra credit to raise that lowly B in civics to an A. Sandra Day O'Connor was 93. Paul DiRienzo, New York.